It's time for Prop or Flop, where Joe Ostrowski breaks down tonight's pro basketball action. Where can you make money on player props tonight? Joe O answers now on Prop or Flop on BetQL Daily. Time for Prop or Flop. Of course, we're here on the BetQL Audio Network. We're live on 1430 in Denver, KCBS H33 in Los Angeles, part of the BetQL Audio Network. Try to say that 10 times fast, Ryan Horvath, (laughs) and then you become a radio extraordinaire. Now, I have to admit, bro, we talked about this on Monday. Normally, I'm not a big prop guy. Normally, my thing is getting involved with sides, going and getting the teams I like, having my card to root for, and then going from there. Monday was one of those days where we gave out a bunch and, you know, I'm watching the Nick game being here in New York. We both gave out Julius Randle. Yeah. That was like money in the bank, dude. It was like over 21. He had like 45 points for goodness sakes. I'm like, I need to maybe do this more often. So I'm glad part of the BQL family here. And I'm going to let you start it off. I'm going to defer to you. First prop that has your eyes, you know, lighten up glimmering when it comes to the NBA card tonight. Yeah, so you know what? We were on fire on Monday night, and then, uh, you know, we've had some pretty good success with the props. Uh, Last night, one that I did lose, I had Buddy Heald over 17 and a half points. He hasn't scored over 18 in his last 10. I thought he was due last night, JJ. He was uh, one of eight from the three-point line. Sounds like me on the golf course, by the way. It's like, oh, I'm going to hit a good drive eventually. I'm due. I'm due. Not so much. He finished with five points last night, bro. So that one did not go so well. But uh, we continue to hammer Draymond Green over 15 and a half rebounds and assists. They really haven't adjusted on that line. Uh, as far as tonight goes, I'm playing Ben Simmons. His 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 point total over, actually. So um, Ben Simmons right now, if you look what he's done in eight games against the Chicago Bulls, you get Philadelphia, you get Chicago tonight. I was on his prop total the other night, or his point total, I should say, over 15 and a half. He didn't end up playing. Uh, the game after he dropped 40, he ended up getting the flu, I believe. So he was out. He was a late scratch for that one. I'm going back to it tonight. It's at 15 and a half. Uh, if you look at it, Ben Simmons against the Chicago Bulls, he's played eight career games against Chicago, uh, averages 19 points per game, 10 boards, and nine assists. And he's also hit that over, over 16 points in four of his last five games. Now, I'm expecting Joel Embiid to be out there tonight, but I still think Ben Simmons is going to score 17-18. So that's the first prop I played was uh, Ben Simmons over 15 and a half, which I got last night over on points bet. Well, it's funny you say that because I'm on a Ben Simmons prop. I'm with you on the point total, but I'm going in the rebounds direction. I think he is going to have a very active night in trying to get the Philadelphia 76ers out in the transition. And we know what Ben Simmons, he'll grab that board. He'll basically take it coast to coast, find an Embiid, find a Seth Curry from the outside or a Tobias Harris or whatnot. And I'm seeing that total right now at eight and a half on the boards. I am going to go over eight and a half for Ben Simmons tonight. I think it's going to be a very active night. And I think you and I, Rye, are going to be very happy when it comes to that particular player. Yeah, you know, Ben Simmons, he's been playing some decent basketball the last couple weeks, minus when he did end up getting sick. But Philadelphia, I mean, they're one of the top teams, obviously, in the East. They are the top team in the East. I like what they do both offensively and defensively. Still, though, looking at that line tonight, I I think, if anything, I'd probably play the Bulls, take the points with the Bulls. Uh, So, if anything, I think I just like that prop tonight. Another one I really like, uh, I want to get your opinion on this one, though, JJ, because it's a little high, the total. I like Zion tonight, over 25 and a half points. That's minus 116 right now. Right now, 
He's taken on the Suns. So he had 28 earlier this month against the Suns. They've already met earlier in February. Uh, he's on a roll recently. He's had 31-plus points in three of his last four games. He's had 26-plus points in five straight. So I think he's hitting this over easily tonight, even if it does end up going over to 26-and-a-half, uh, which it may. That's where it's been. I still like it. I think Zion finishes with around 28 points against Phoenix tonight. What do Listen, you think? Listen, I'm not going to advise anyone to go and play the under with Zion Williamson, but I'm not in love with this prop like you are just for this reason. I think Phoenix, after what happened the other night against the Brooklyn Nets, is going to be a very angry and a very ticked-off basketball team. That's why when I look at the prop market tonight, I'm almost looking at Phoenix guys. I think they're going to have big nights. I think Chris Paul may have a big night. I think you look at their ability to you know spread the floor, shoot the basketball, and here's my fear, Rod. That becomes a game that's lopsided, in a Phoenix direction. It's like James Horn the other night. He was playing Phoenix. I said, I'd be in on the point total if you tell me that they're going to be in the game and that they're going to have a legitimate chance to win. My fear always with those props is New Orleans is down by, I don't know, 20, 25 points. Just throwing a hypothetical number out there. They're getting their ass whooped. That ends up being the case. Zion's sitting in the fourth quarter. You're stuck at like 23 points saying, please, come on, Stan Van Gundy. Put him back into the ball game. So that's where, for me, I'm letting almost, in a way, the side that I like on the particular game almost influence what I'm doing when it comes to the prop market. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and, and that's a great point right there. Like, the other night I played uh, John Collins over 17 and a half points because Boston can't defend bigs. They just struggle against all bigs. It doesn't matter who it is. He's getting 20 against the Celtics this season. So he had 17 going into the fourth quarter. Then we didn't see him again until there was two minutes left. He did end up going over. But, like, for example, tonight they meet again. Boston can't defend bigs. I'm actually going to play John Collins again over the 17 and a half, but I'm also going to play Clint Capella as well. His point total over because he went for over 20 against them as well. They just can't cover bigs. Uh, one more that I really like for tonight uh, is in the Orlando Golden State game, and it's Terrence Ross over 25 and a half PRA points, rebounds, and assists. Ooh. Getting a good price here, man. Minus 108. So if you look at it, I really like the rebounds and assists line as well, too. That's at seven and a half. The Warriors are going to want to play super fast, speed up the pace tonight. The Magic are so banged up that they really don't have a whole lot of other options outside of Terrence Ross. He's playing over 30 minutes a night. Uh, the last time these two teams met, February 11th, he put up 27 shots. So if he hits five of those, six of those, he's going over on the point total. And then we just need a couple rebounds and assists. I really like Terrence Ross tonight, over 25 and a half PRA against the Golden State Warriors, mainly because, I mean, Magic are beat up. They don't have anybody on that roster right now. And still found a way to beat the New York Knickerbockers outright in what was a very, very fishy line the other night on Wednesday. I had a feeling about that particular line. That I was hurt. hoping I was wrong on it, but Orlando dominated in the third quarter, and you would do for one of those rough, stinker, clunker type of games from a Knicks standpoint. Now, good stuff there with the prop or flop. Now, yesterday's big news, and I'm not surprised. I don't know if you felt this way. Carson Wentz going to the Indianapolis Colts. I kind of expected that all along. Mm -hmm. His connection with Frank Reich. The fact that Indianapolis desperately needed a quarterback. And if you look at the market out there, where were they going if they didn't turn to Carson Wentz? They weren't going to have Jacoby Brissett as their guy. Who are they going to bring in? A Marcus Mariota? Orion Fitzpatrick? Because of that connection with Reich and Wentz, it makes sense. What surprised me a little bit, though, Ryan, and I looked into this throughout the course of the day, the Super Bowl odds 
for Indianapolis and for Philadelphia did not change one bit. I thought maybe they'd go down a little bit. Maybe they'd go up a little bit. But the Super Bowl odds remained exactly the same. It's almost as if the odds makers expected that trade to happen, if that makes sense. No, no, it does make sense. And I actually was a little shocked, JJ, just because I thought that he was going to end up as the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears, Carson Wentz. I just figured the Bears would make an offer that Philadelphia wouldn't be able to refuse because we've seen them give up a lot for quarterbacks in the past. I mean, look at the package that they sent over for Jay Cutler years ago when Ryan Pace Knew Mitchell Trubisky was his guy. He moved up to take Trubisky. Look what they gave up for Khalil Mack a couple of years back uh, to fix the defensive side of the ball. So I thought he was going to end up in Chicago. Now I wonder who the hell is going to end up being the starting quarterback of the Bears. Are they going to have to get Marcus Mariota? right now? Who knows? If you're a quarterback, send your resume. Send so, your tape. So let me ask you this. Do you think that the odds should be higher? Do you think that they should be lower? And do you think that Carson Wentz could be fixed? Because I think right now he's a broken quarterback. But the argument that I continue to make for Carson Wentz, I was a Carson Wentz apologist heading into this season. Then I just couldn't defend him anymore. But, I mean, if you look at it, man, he hasn't had a legit number one wide receiver in, what, three, four years, like unless you consider a broken-down Elshon Jeffrey. He was throwing the ball to a former college quarterback in Greg Ward Jr., Travis Fulgham, who couldn't even make the Packers practice squad, who had a couple nice, solid weeks. His offensive line was beat up. He took way too many sacks, but he also makes some really bad decisions with the football. Carson Wentz does not protect the football, and he's a little reckless out there. I think a lot of those hits that he takes, some of those are on him. I mean, some of it's on the offensive line, but he holds on to the ball way too long in the pocket. Um, do you think he could be fixed? Because I think that he can. I think this is the perfect situation. I don't know that I'm making any bets for them on any future markets or anything like that, especially any Super Bowl futures. But I do think he could be fixed, and I could see the Colts winning 12, 13 games this year. I'm right there with you, and I do believe he can be fixed because of where he ended up. I'd have much different take, and I'd have a much different feeling if Carson Wentz ended up in Chicago as opposed to Carson Wentz ending up with the Indianapolis Colts because the Colts have a couple of things working in their favor. Number one, they got a coach who knows him extremely well, Frank Reich. They had great success together. Frank Reich, I'm sure, was pushing management and was pushing Chris Ballard to go and get the guy that he wanted. So there's that right out of the gate. Then you look at the talent around the Colts. Dude, they're good. I mean, you look at their offensive line. They got some legitimate studs on that offensive line led by Quentin Nelson. They ran the football extremely well in the second half of the year. It's amazing how the narrative with Jonathan Taylor shifted from him being like this bust, he can't play, why is he getting carries? Then in the second half of the year, oh, he's the offensive rookie of the year, he's been that good, ba ba ba. They can run the football. Michael Pittman Jr. is a baller. So there's legitimate talent for him to go and work with. Now, he might be broken. And I think you're going to know first year right out of the gate. If Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz does not play well, I think the Indianapolis Colts are stuck with a broken quarterback. If he comes in and plays well, whether it's in the second half of the year or the entire year, I think you'll see signs that he is the guy, he can be salvaged, and the Indianapolis Colts made a wise decision. 
Absolutely. And the two reasons I think this is the perfect fit are two that you just brought up right there. The running game, Jonathan Taylor, really the second half of the season especially was fantastic. His rookie year, I think he only gets better. And they actually have an offensive line to protect him. You know, it didn't make sense to me when the Colts years back drafted Andrew Luck and then never protected him. And then finally, when he was so beat up, that's when they were like, okay, we like this Nelson kid out of Notre Dame. Maybe we'll start investing some money and some draft picks into the offensive line. But it was already too late, man. And then Jacoby Brissett actually the year that Luck retires, got off to a pretty solid start, got injured. The second half of the season was a disaster. Phillip Rivers was all right last year because he didn't make too many mistakes. Now, what I wonder with Carson Wentz, is he broken physically through all the injuries and rushing back and whatnot, or is he broken mentally because of what went down last year? Because if you look at it like there's two ways that that could have went down when they made the select, the Jalen Hurts selection, he could have balled out like Aaron Rodgers. Did Aaron Rodgers had a chip on his shoulder? I don't care what anybody says. The reason Aaron Rodgers had that type of season is because the Packers moved no, up in the angry. first round. He was picked off. I agree, Jordan Love. I agree. Whereas Carson Wentz, you know, when they and that's a second round pick, Jalen Hurts. That's not even them moving up in the first round. But I think that I think it broke his heart. I think it hurt his feelings. So I'm wondering, is he more broken emotionally or is he more broken physically? Like, can he still play good football? Because I thought he could, but the turnovers last year and some of those decisions were really bad. Well, he's going to the perfect place to go and play. And now for the Eagles, it's the Jalen Hurts era, or it's the possibility that they go and make a trade. For a quarterback, my sense is Jalen Hurts is their guy, but with the Eagles and the way they handled their offseason, the surprising firing of Doug Peterson, dude, I wouldn't put anything past that organization. I have well, no idea what the Eagles are thinking right now. And, and that's what I don't understand, JJ, is why did they fire Doug Peterson because of the relationship with him and Wentz if they were just going to trade Wentz? Or was there something more behind the scenes going on there? That's what I wonder, because I thought that was the reason Doug was gone, because Wentz was going to be their guy. Very, very interesting stuff indeed. It is BetQL Daily here on the BetQL Audio Network. We'll get a sense for what this offseason is going to look like. Should the market have moved a little bit for the Colts or the Eagles with the Carson Wentz trade? Radio.com insider Jason Lockhamfor is going to join us. And BetQL helps sports bettors of all types, from the first-time bettors to hardcore, make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. BetQL's algorithms analyze over 350,000 unique bets every year in real time to help give you an edge over the books. BetQL tells us which side professional bettors are picking, provides real-time line movement, and historical betting results. Get started today at BetQL.com. Also available on the Apple App Store and Google Play.